Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. We'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. I'm with my dog, man. What's happening? Yeah, what's cracking? And tonight we have one of our, I like to say, friend of the show. One of the most legendary lyricists of our time. Yeah. The narrator. Nigga. For real. To the motherfucking Devil use up, man. You do know that. So, yeah, we here to support the homies and yeah, everything love. Yeah, we kind of kicking this off, man. We probably had the coldest motherfucking interview that never came out ever, dog. Because Bro. the sound got fucked up and mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Over at the homies' crib, was they had it was the ambiance, the so-called ambiance was was right. We had the fire crackling in the background that mm-hmm. warped over the sound and shit. But you know, but you know the almighty, you don't never make mistakes, man. He said something probably about that. Maybe it was a vibe or something that somebody else that would have uh, seen it and took it the wrong way. Or yeah, maybe, for real. And you never know. So the Almighty was like, yeah, we're going to put the kibosh on this. Mm. We gonna, y'all going to try it again. Y'all 
Keep on practicing till you perfect the craft. But I see what you're doing, but not this one. Till then, nigga, instead of calling the dang thing. Yeah, for sure, man. I know you about a happy motherfucker right now, though, dog. Why is that? Because some of them classic albums about to start hitting them DSPs pretty soon, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, I don't get all excited because, you know, if you've been on a roller coaster ride that I've been through from death row, there ain't no excitement. I believe shit when it, when it, when it go ahead and circles and come back down and lands on earth with all 10 toes on the earth. Then that's when it matters. You know, it's a lot of hearsay, conjecture, and speculations, and yada yadas and whatnot. Um, are you, been, but are you waiting for that? Like a lot of us, a lot of I've us been, artists, I've been telling you know, everybody been hitting, you know, I've been, I, I, I've been getting the emails, you know, from lawyers hey, and everybody. Hey, tell- we can, we can send the, uh, you know, the cease and desist letters and, and all that shit. You know, the they, they coming out the woodworks right they now. They coming man. out the woodworks on me too, but I have been telling people since a long time ago, I was telling Cass from day one when Cass was like, X for your change at when I was. Kind of doing bad when I was putting my CDs on the block. And, you know, niggas was talking. I mean, what's wrong with that nigga? He, woo, 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 woo. Nigga must have got over on him. In all honesty, they didn't. I didn't sell my publishing. That's why I was one of the number one enemies. He ain't sell no publishing. They, okay, well, we can't eat off of X because he ain't give us no dibs in his publishing. So we not put him on this, 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 that, and that. That's what happened. So let's elaborate a little bit, man. For those that don't know, because we talking to a lot of people that don't know how the music industry right. really functions. For y'all that don't know, your publishing is your writer's portion of the song. That's your mailbox money. That's your actual intellectual property right, that you have in the yeah. song. That's how you live. Your That's writers how, and all that stuff, all that the, good shit. When, when you want to get groceries, you want a hamburger, without, it's probably going to come out one of those checks that come to the mailbox. You know, um, a lot of cats don't know when they get into the game. Like, I didn't know. I had a homegirl that told me a few things. She was like, don't be giving up this, don't do that, don't do that, and don't sign this paperwork. I said, okay, so that's what's up. In in in, in certain situations, I think I was more naive and stubborn than, than actually knowing what was going on. Because I just felt in my heart of hearts like, homie, if I make that skateboard and put them wheels on it, that's my skateboard, so... If you come down here talking about you want to swoop the my hoopty, well, you got to get permission from me. I made that skateboard, homie. And I felt the same thing about the writing. Like, hold on. Why am I going to give you all the money for the stuff that I wrote? And then when 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 Cash was giving me their logic on that, it wasn't making sense. Also, it's, you know, that's how it's done. I'm like, that's how it's done where? But was this the label? Was this this um, was yeah? This, this was talking about this dead, dead, dead. This is this is the row. I ain't finna put nobody. I ain't finna say nothing. But it was the row, and they mm-hmm. was like, yeah, you know, you got to pay the row. You got to get a row. You're publishing, and I'm like, no. Well, a lot of <clears throat> I ain't never, I ain't never agreed to I, that. I think the era from music from day one mm-hmm. with labels and artists and whatever labels always sought after. Securing your publishing, yeah. you get me. Uh, it was another way for them to secure slavery, you know. So uh, right. I think I think it was every label's approach, as far as signing an artist mm-hmm. to try to secure their publishing because that's that long withstanding money 
And, you know, I think everybody went through that, uh, that undercut, I know a lot that of undercut shit of, I know of trying, a lot to, of trying of to get your publishing, you know. And mm-hmm. then it, 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 it was a thing. Taking your publishing was a thing. So did you face a lot of resistance by not giving up your publishing? Yeah, I faced a lot of resistance because everybody was like, X, you know, when you was hearing all the nasty shit about me. And you that was done so um I wouldn't be out there doing my own thing, gloating and flossing in front of them with the change that I'm getting off mine because I don't have to give mine to this this cat. Mm-hmm. Be honest with you, when Dre and or and I would say Dre had just got like a, I think it was um like a Suge had went and bought a two door black joint and Dre had the brown joint and he had speakers all down the side of that joint. Stupid! I was like, oh, I made a couple moves and I ran and got me one. This was about years before none of the homies was starting to see their money. And the only reason I was able to do that because I didn't give it up. I was like, nah, I'm not, you know? And um, I made told some people we can we can speak, and they think they was like, well, can I get a percentage of it? And then I started thinking, that might be feasible, but once you start that, it's like, um, it's all bad. Once you get somebody in the door, now they in your house. Mm. I ain't giving up no publishing because now you got to wait until they contract until you think until they think that the terms have been uh, uh, sufficient and you go your way and they go their way. They're going to be in your mix for forever. Well, what's going on with the catalog right now with the whole, because this, we talking in specific, you know, the chronic catalog, man. Well, the chronic right now is... Uh, at Interscope, from what I'm hearing. And um, by all accounts, they striving to get things 100 with all the individuals. Like, they want all the nefarious entities up out of there. Now, you know, wherever it was at, it was some people that had their hands in the cookie jar. Well, when it got pulled down, they was no longer able to and they ain't had the power to put it up. They was just some entities, you know. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact when we was writing that joint, it was only <laughs> it was only three it was only three folks in the building, Gray, Snoop, and myself. Then we go look at it, and it's time to get paid. It's about eight writers on there. Now, surely you gonna have uh, people getting paid or writers for the sample. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But for the actual writing, and that was me and Snoop. Did they credit you for writing? So you, do you have do you have songs that's ready to Let come? Let me up ride. Or? Yeah. Okay. Let me ride. So has anybody contacted you yeah. on the, on stuff about you know that's finna come up to date and what's your ownership percentage and all of that? Fifty percent. So yeah. you wrote twenty five percent, twelve and twelve, twelve point five, twelve. Yeah, I'm on my ten and those. <laughs> it's just that, it's just that this situation has been um, going on for a while, and you know it's it's like Charlotte's Web. You not and when you're going in there and striving to make it correct, you can't just go in there and I mean, and you got all like I said before the nefarious entities and 
with they convoluted in weird ways. When they was on their way out, they put their little kibosh on. They not going to make it easy for nobody coming after them. So the people that come after them, it's not going to be no five or ten people. You're going to have to get a whole crew to come in and and and, and administrate mm. this whole mess. Because it's still a real valuable catalog. Oh, it's a what's it's, it's a real valuable piece mega of catalog. Mega valuable, but you got to get it right. And I think that's what, what this is Dre's baby. Mm. So Dre, so just so I got this clear and we're not out here spreading no false information, Dre has the rights to the chronic. He bought the rights back. That's his album now, right? It's always been his album as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, that, that's the word, you know? And the reason I'm saying that is because... Yeah, because you can now pull it up on street. Right, and that, get, that's why I'm saying it. You used to it. couldn't uh, listen My to My folks is now striving to... like Spotify or Pandora it was or gone. anything. It was you gone. Can, you can never listen to any of it. And my bottom line was crushed because of that. Like, I, like I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, you know, I go out and do my little hustling thing, and that's all good. But the mainstay and the, and the bread and the butter was was my chronic stuff. You dig? So when he was you making get, a nice piece of money off of that. Right. When you get to messing with my bread and butter, it's a problem. But then I understood why. I didn't at first. Then one of my cats called me and was like, calm down. Going to bite the bullet. They had to get everything right. They had to get the administration right. We right? strive. We striving to do that now. Mm, okay. So it so, wasn't really. It ain't no. It ain't nothing that my folks did bad. It ain't nothing nobody did sideways. Well, usually it ain't something that every. Usually it ain't people all the time trying to be fine. It's sometimes it's just people not having the thorough understanding of the business. Of the what's going on. Yeah, yeah. now it's just not. because yeah, a lot of us just got into the business blind like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker. Just to be able to just go into the studio and make mi- A motherfucker and slide to the content. Remember, the you content know. was popping just to go. You, you, I slide up in there with $500. Nigga, I'm getting fits. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you really wasn't too knowledgeable about Back in the day, publishing no. and, and all that no. shit, you know. No. We was just young cats who was trying to look to get in the studio and try to make and, it out of the motherfucking situation. And if my homegirl had not said, don't give it up, who knows what would have happened. But she said, whatever you do, ex, don't sell nobody your publishing. I said, no. She said, no, that's your money. You're going to need that. I said, well, so when cats came at me, in a way, twisted kind of way, that really put the red flags up, like, you know how that go. Like, I like that nigga. Okay, nigga. I don't like the way that went down there. You definitely ain't getting shit. Mm. That's what happened. Because you never, um, after the chronic, you went to sign with Dre Aftermath when he left, right? Yeah. And then you left Dre and you went on your, because I remember you was on the attack for a minute. For, for a little hot second, you was throwing some darts. Um, not really. I was just always being an MC. We was always, that's the camp we came in, you dig? Um, you always had to be on toes with, with any MC. So if... You just felt like it was friendly it was competition. Yeah, it was friendly competition. Yeah, it was friendly competition. The way I took things, like if I played football, or we was playing football, and, and I played for Pittsburgh, and you played for whoever you played for, and you was running the rock, I'm going to try to knock your face off, homie. Mm-hmm. But after the game is over, when I see you at the club, my, it's all good. 
And some people don't take it like that. They took when when I went at them or when I was doing my thing, they took it all RBX tripping. I really wasn't, but I don't really care how they take it no more. I mean, whatever. Mm. If you, so you, you just feeling like I'm just not nah, bossing. Right, I'm, bro. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like this, bro. If you doing your thing and I'm over there trying to do my thing with you, and you ain't got the money to pay me or you ain't in a position where you can, but I got to go do this over here, then I got to go where I can provide for myself. Right. That's not a, a, oh, now this nigga doing this. I don't think so. Now we better put the box on this nigga. Now you an enemy go. No, stupid. I ain't got number love for you. However, you ain't able to hold me down correctly in the way I feel like I need to be held down. So you stay right here. I'm going to go over here and handle my business so I'm able to, you know, the crib. Well, it's, that, it's that scenario of, you know. And that, uh, so, so now, uh, so. Like, 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 well, when is, when am I getting, you know what I'm saying? When is my turn to get shit? I, I ain't got, even really I tripping. I ain't even really tripping on that. It's like, okay, I can't eat here. You want a nickel and dime, brother? So basically, that was what happened. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to put out a project. I yeah, yeah. And I and, and I don't. And I'm like, they yeah. Like, put hold the brakes on. Oh yeah, we're gonna make sure you my, got a couple. Of, my, we're we, we gonna make sure you got a bologna sandwich and some potato chips. But then after that, you don't get no juice box. You don't get no cookies. <laughs> <laughs> now you've been in jail because they had a sandwich and don't have a juice box, nigga. Grumpy, cause fuck you mean. Yes, indeed. I need a juice box, my nigga. Box, I, the nigga. sandwich, all that shit is good, but you gonna need your juice box and you gonna need your apples too and your oranges. Be three o'clock in the morning and you dehydrated, nigga. You gonna wish you had that orange or that apple. Hey, so me, that's all I'm saying. Let me ask you this, X. Do you think by you and Suge playing ball together at UNLV, your relationship was a look? Bit different yeah. because I noticed the other yeah. cast didn't can, the other cast didn't tend to give him that resistance that you did. I I don't know about all that. I mean, I don't know. You know, I think we probably took shit a little further than than if I had been just a normal artist that didn't have that background. Mm -hmm. You understand right. me? So, but he also knew that I knew who he was and he knew who I was and I wasn't even about that life. I ain't never been no super out weirdo. Like, nigga, whoop, nah, homie. But I was always defensive. If you bring it to my yard, then you better be ready to... You brought that over here, nigga. You can, I mean, I'm from Long Beach, so you, I, I know how to do what it can do what it do. Let me ask you this. Another thing nobody ever asked you before. Did y'all ever tussle? Yeah, we got him. Are you and Suge actually yeah, scrapped? Yeah, What? Ding, ding, ding. Nigga, get these hands. <laughs> For the gang time, wrestle all that. Kicked, nigga, through helmets. See, my whole thing, when I used to fight back in the days, and I'm like, but usually it was offensive linemen. The first thing we do, we lie. We Now we lie. Mm -hmm. We, we, we lock, nigga. I got him lock, lock. I go to kicking the motherfucker. Boom. Boom. 
Boom, because we not. Boom. I go to straight kicking them. Oh, man. Yeah, we, we done had, we was there. All the damn time, bro. All the damn time. And it wasn't like nothing personal. Mm. We back, we back, we way out there balling for real. Mm. Was, do you think it, it was his football attitude different than his death row attitude? No, nah, not really. Sugar Bear was Sugar Bear. And the reason I got to say Sugar Bear, because everybody be, why do you call him Sugar Bear? Sugar Bear is a name that I got from one of my player partners, David Hollis. David Hollis, Gardena Denver Lane, mm-hmm. played a Gardena High. He came up there. Sugar was coming from El Camino. Boo, boo, boo. The L.A. thing. Suge was out there doing this shit, and they was talking about how sweet Suge's feet was, because they was. Sugar Bear was, <laughs> and they couldn't do nothing with him, and that's how he got the name Sugar Bear. Well, nigga, Sugar Bear got broke down to Suge, and then Suge Knight turned into something else when he started rap when we got to this rap thing. But that's how it all came about. So it was always all love. You dig? All my niggas from, um, um, Anthony Blue, shout out to him. You dig? Hot Dog, uh, uh, Charles Demery. These is all cats that went to Keenan McCardell. You know, Randall, Ick. You dig? So. Ick, I want to ask you a question, man. You know, me and you have some conversations sometimes offline about just the whole spiritual warfare that be going on in this, you know, just this industry, the little dark stuff, man. Do you think, man, at a time, especially the 90s, especially the, that time period that we was in, man, you know, the late 90s, man, the early 2000s and stuff, man. Do you think it was like a satanic influence going around a little bit, man? Uh, I don't know if you no, if it was, well, I ain't know nothing about it because we we was we was rebuking Satan in my house. My mom and my aunties rebuking everything we could. I would say more na- more so now mm-hmm. now than when we was growing up. Because right now, shit is, yeah, shit is way out. Like a lot of the moms and a lot of the households was really. Church infested. Infested. You, know, you wasn't so. gonna do none of yeah. that crazy, none of that satanic, yeah, none of you, that crazy shit. You would have been able to come in, in with painted nails. Black and you wouldn't have got. Eh, eh, you would have got beat yeah, down like and sent to an institution. Painted black nails. Yeah, you, and they would have been like, "Oh, your little cousin, me." I'd have had a couple, a, a crew of my little cousins would have put. They not my little cousins, some of my big cousins too would pull up and say, "Oh yeah, cause I heard you." With your black nails and she can't even beat the brakes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we can and holler at you. Lot, with the whole family. Oh, like, my God. Cause what you, there, like, man. nigga, what you into, cuz? Like, on the set. I don't know about none of that shit, cuz you, you do, nigga. I'm, you going to take that shit up off you, mm. or you. Hey, you know I mean, what? Now it's called freedom of expression. Yeah, yeah freedom of expression. But see, they didn't have this. They didn't have all them laws and non-binary and none of that stuff. We was growing up, nigga. You ain't. You gonna get your ass beat? Yeah, it was crazy. It's, it's getting crazy right <laughs> now. Nigga still said, yeah, yeah. It's getting crazy. Right now. Non-binary. <laughs> nigga, the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> that nigga said we didn't have none of that shit. 
It, it was a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> and that's the shit X I'm talking about, though, man, because you hear these stories now, man, of, of people, of all the um, the cats that was messing, I guess, with the young girls and shit back then, and they just coming up. The stories is coming up now, and, and it was just a whole bunch of a mess. <laughs> but we, you know what? We, we ain't going to get into all that. Yeah, I, I I don't know where that side came. I, yeah, yeah, I we ain't yeah, getting all that. We yeah, I was going to I'm going to for a long time. He started a long time. <laughs> yeah, we we going to get him on the next. Next, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we are for sure. We are for sure go somewhere else, man. You know, um, during that time, man, you wound up writing one of the biggest songs that was on there, which was Let Me Ride. That was supposed to be your record at first, right? That was yours yeah. at first, right? Yeah, is it a version out there with your vocals on it somewhere? No, I wasn't. I mean, I probably could have. I, 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 my folks broke it down to me like, "X, you own this. You could do." No, I, I really felt in my was heart. Was it a song you had already? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And everything yeah. Was, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what did you do? Just present it to him? No, I actually was talking to Snoop. You know, and I was, you know, I always wanted to kind of, I never thought, oh, nigga, I'm so hard, I could just do some shit. And I never thought that. I always wanted to feed something off some of my loved ones. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I was doing. And uh, it was a beat plan. I wasn't even, I don't think I was actually talking to Trey. I was talking to Snoop about, um, Creeping down the back street on these. I got my God, God, the niggas want these. No sooner as I said it to that nigga, Trey said, What is that? I said, Oh, this is a point I was thinking about. He was like, Nigga, do you know that we got to talk? He said, Ask, you know that if, if I take that and, and, and finish the song, y'all finish that song today, nigga, the album done. He had been working on the product for a long ass time. And they hear Dr. Trey, they hear Dre say the album was done. You can have that song, cuz. We done. I'ma write another one for me. Don't even trip. But the homie want that. Get to him. Shit, that was a good look, though. Get to him. That was a good look. Did you anticipate it was gonna turn out to be as big as it did? Get to him. No. I had no idea the chronic was gonna be as big as it is. I didn't know nothing. I was just being my my nigga. It, it was just doing. You was just I doing was my nigga. My nigga say, "Hey man, we need you to come through RVX." Okay, cause I got you. I wasn't in it. my heart. I didn't know nothing about that. As a matter of fact, I sat on the I was at Dre House. We was in Calabasas, and me and DLC was talking. OC say, "I just listened to the album in its entirety, and it's a motherfucker." And I was like, mm-hmm. and he said, "What you think it's gonna do?" I don't know. I say it maybe five hundred thousand copies, maybe platinum, maybe gold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I that's said, what we, we strive for. You know, we were. Yeah, uh, yeah. I said we had gold or platinum. I said it's a good little ditty. I thought it was hot, but I thought for me to say, "Oh, nigga, we finna be twenty five times platinum," would have been some bullshit because mm. I had never. Uh, your mind wasn't even thinking that high. I couldn't. I I mean I'm thinking that high, but uh, uh but for other artists, 
in the other genres, you did. I think in rap don't do that. I'm thinking more like some Whitney type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, rap ain't we ain't finna do no five million, nigga. That's that's great. That nigga DOCC is shit, nigga. That's Dr. Drag, nigga. I just listened to the record. He said, nigga, that record bang from the beginning. He said, it's going to be about a five, six million joint. I said, oh, see, you want some bullshit, nigga. Hit the weed, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, nigga said, nigga, you tripping, nigga. Hit the weed, nigga. And that shit blew the fuck up, nigga. Like, when did you realize that it was some shit, though? When it dropped that Tuesday and I went to Venice Beach with the homegirl Thursday and every motherfucking car had the chronic that we pulled up when we got off the motherfucking freeway. As soon as we got off the freeway, start heading toward the beach every time we pull up. I said, okay. Every fucking car. And I'm like, that's kind of odd. Like, Every car, the low riders, the essays, the Filipinos, like every You ain't pull up on nobody when they was playing your verse. Yeah, I did a few times. And it was queer because you'd be one be like, you can get my shit. But ain't nothing you can Seven do. execution style and I just murders. Be like, what? Well, I had never witnessed a blow up like that. And it was blowing the fuck up. We drove all the way down. Everybody was bumping the chronic. Everybody. Then we got to the beach. And motherfuckers walking down the boardwalk with the chronic. And I'm like, what? Nobody know who I am, though. Nobody knows shit. I'm just walking on. He just, me and a honker, we'll, we'll, we'll go get something to eat, look at some pictures, get back in the car. We're driving back, and it's the same shit. And I'm like, yeah, because it wasn't like niggas had pictures and shit. And- this is this is RBX and this is Dad. I didn't know who I was. I was just hearing all this music going on and I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah, we quite wasn't in the era that we in right yeah, now. Yeah, well, everything was, is yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Social media. Yeah, social yeah, media yeah, we had none of that. Shit gone we didn't have okay. none of that. We yeah. had none of that. And then I think I got to the house and we was listening to Kurt Loader on MTV and he was talking about the chronic and I'm like, the chronic, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just took it, I was like, yeah, 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 I was on that record. I didn't have no idea what it was going to do. I didn't know. When did you get your, when you got your first plaque, what you say? I didn't go get it. You didn't go get it? You still ain't got your plaques? X, you got to go get those, my nigga. In my life, nigga, I was at the back of the counter swap me with Mel Tweet and and nigga with Daddy V, nigga, and trying to drop off some work. Cause me going up to that student to pick up this shit mm. for what it wasn't gonna do nothing for me. It wasn't no money. It wasn't not a dime. It wasn't no money. They was like, you gonna go get your Grammy plaque? Nah, I'm not. Nah, nigga, I gotta eat, nigga. Yeah, I said, I'm out here on these streets and shit. I said, when I get to Hollywood, and one day, now I, I think I talked to them, and they was like, well, you got to do this, and you got to show and prove you. Then we can give you the plaques. Yeah, we got you. We, we got this. We got one with 18. And I thought, well, I'm taking care of my grandmama right now, honey. I'm going to do with all this shit. Ain't no money. Ain't no money. I can't put, I, I, this shit, and then I got I to gotta store this shit. This a whole bunch of shit. When was it this shit? I'll get this shit later. I'll probably get it later. 
one day I have him fix me some shit when I get in my crib and I think yeah. motherfucker look up and like all these accolades of shit. Yeah, and when I when I when I post up and I was getting I was getting seven cents. I was moving cents. the groove. I yeah, that shit wasn't it wasn't it wasn't for me. I mean I got the award and I showed enough uh appreciated everything you did. Mm-hmm. It just did I I got I go get it later. You know what though, y'all had some dope ass moments over there, dog. Do you remember that you was at the Source Awards that year? That's the year that 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 Quick was up on stage doing mm-hmm. the bullshit, came oh, yeah. bullshit. That shit must have been a motherfucker that year, dog. Pressure cooker that year. Uh, How many niggas was you with in the audience, eh? I, I know you probably 10. had I was all with of, about ten dudes. You probably had the whole hood up in that motherfucker. That no, I flew about ten dudes out there. Um it was just tension time because not even I don't it wasn't even for the fact of of you know uh quick and death row and all that. It it was New York. You get me? It was just being in New York, man, just was just I never, you know, I got along with a lot of motherfuckers in New York. Uh, to this day, man, New York motherfuckers is like I've had so much respect for niggas in New York and dudes I've worked with and all that, but it was tension around then. You know what I'm saying? And then we were some gang-banging-ass niggas and shit, and and when you you feel like... I always felt like New York was like... They looked at us a little differently because how we represented hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And even though we had our rap rappers, you know what I'm saying? We had young MCs and we had motherfucking hieroglyphics and you know, we had souls of mischief and Dale the Funky Hopeless Homo Sapien and then we had dudes like you know we had Cypress Hill and we had, you know we had shit outside Razzcast we had shit outside of just CMW, yeah, and Dre, yeah. and X, uh, and yeah. whatever. There was a lot of parody on the West Coast. Yeah, we had, still we had a lot, lot of parody. Definitely, we we had diversity on the West mm-hmm. Coast, but our standout was our shit. You get me? Our standout was that struggle neighborhood rap. You get me? So, and that's what I trick to. Going to New York was always tension because we always felt like we were looked upon like slightly gang bangers. And we were just, you know, and like I said, I used to go to New York all the time. It was hard niggas in New York. Let me ask you y'all this. Me? Did anybody out there disappoint y'all? Like, because, you know, I heard it was motherfuckers out there booing niggas and all kind of shit. Was it anybody in particular that y'all saw tripping that kind of disappointed y'all? You talking about as far as like at the source artists, awards, like, like at the source awards and shit, man. At at, at that time, it Not was just really. a lot of tension in the audience. Like I said, that was my second source award. I don't even think that was no industry shit though, dog. I don't think that. I think that was like more of the media kind of propelled that shit, dog. About you know about the the, the tension. About the East Coast, West Coast shit, and all that shit. I don't think that shit was about. Necessarily you know, I'm, that I'm, on, on my that never bothered me. The East Coast. That's why me and Chris did the East Coast, West Coast killer. That's what we was talking about. That shit never bothered me. Moreover than than that situation, I think when I was moving my CDs 
on the block and had to incur and and, and run into certain cats that you thought they was going to have love for you and respect the fact that you on the block pushing your line and they don't, I'm evil E. I'm pushing my line. I'm at Crenshaw. I'm at the barbershop. Bop, whoop, wow. I'll run out of CDs. Hurt my heart. Every, it's, they, it's 10 cats on CDs. I only got like four. So I dropped the four off. I said, I'm going to go to the car and grab some more. I come back. Evil E think I'm, he think I leave. He was like, man, that, that's RBX, man. He just fell a way, long way from place. He ain't about shit right now. Why he out here selling his CDs? <clears throat> and I was, you didn't, I didn't have time to explain to him. No, bro. This is me. I ain't no bud. I got K. I, you don't see that being outside? Nigga, that's, that's my shit. We, I said, but this is a way that I can go get my money. Do my music the way I want to do my music without some white and R that don't know nothing about us or our music in our shit. And I can push a thousand units today. Or if I got a bill, I can push three. It's whenever I want. And I like the Did independence. Did you turn of down it. deals? Yeah. Did you have like Atlantic or Epics or I Sony's? had folks was like, X, you could come over here and you have a situation. However, every situation had their little strings. We and you gonna dance over here, or they was trying to get at me because they was trying to get at some of my folks, or they needed my couple of my folks on the album. To make it I'm like, so, it was that you know, we'll sign you if you can get it, Snoop yada, on the record, it. or if or you can get Dre to dance. do something. Or, oh yeah, yeah. Or, or if you get the disrespect in this right here, or if you stay on your diff, your death row discord. But what if I want to do something like this? That, okay, well, we're not gonna work because I'm not gonna have you telling me that I'm on the streets. I'm on the block every day. I listen to my cats every day, and that's not what you're talking about. That's not conducive. I I don't know. Was, was there any deals that was presented to you that you felt like you should, now that you look back on it, is there any deals that you felt like I should have took that? So there was no record deals from any labels, you know, oh, we got a million dollars or we got 250 for you or we got, you know, you didn't feel like, man, let me take this check and go and do these three, four albums. Nah, I mean, we was going, we was, we was going to do something. Rest in peace, my brother CPO, the heavyweights, hard in the yard. They couldn't get the business right. That was that was gonna go through Snoop's label, right, Doggy Style. They couldn't right? get the business right. I think it was E one or something. I'm not exactly knowing what what really happened, but they couldn't get the business right. And they, were, I think Vince was having health issues, definitely. And I was willing to walk with my dog. If I could get him a walker, I push that motherfucker. Well, whatever the fuck we got to do. But I don't think everybody, some of the people that were supposed to be helping us push this project was, was 
was all with that. We get a couple joints, Gangster Nostra, and but I don't know, bro. Shit crazy. Yeah, you think with his health issues, you think that kind of turns some of the people off at the label, kind of? Yeah, definitely, because they ain't, yeah, they could, this industry don't give no fucks about you, homie. And if you're going to be needy and, and no, they ain't give a fuck. We, they just want you on the stage, make that money, woo, 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 getting their money. If anything kind of love and any kind of, oh, man, that, that, you know, that's not what the industry do. Yeah, because the homie got big. That's not stuff. what the industry do. Rest in peace, CPO, one of our. That's not what the industry do. Yeah, one of our better lyricists from out here, dog. Okay, that's my nigga. One of our better lyricists, CPO was tight. That's my guy. Rest C- in peace. CPO so. was real tight, man. Yeah. That's crazy, like you said. I bet you a lot of people don't think about, you know, because I don't know, when people look at celebrities, they think celebrities are what, invincible or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure during your career, you done got sick as a motherfucker. I had to go to the doctor. I had two have strokes. You ever had, have you, have you, how do you feel about, you know what I'm saying, you making all this money for labels and all that shit. Motherfuckers don't have proper health insurance. They that's don't have no, 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 they don't. Yeah, that's crazy. That's though. why, that's do why. You, do you think like motherfuckers signing to labels and shit? Because I'm pretty sure a motherfucker who work upstairs who who working on the computer and who, you know, getting your posters and your programming shit together. Got they he shit got, together. He got health insurance. Exactly. He but you're making insurance. a label motherfucking tens of yeah. millions of dollars. I mean, and, 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 and I think... I why, think why, why you don't think labels offer that to artists when they sign them? Um, that should be putting... I, I'll be, I'm like, why shouldn't that be putting the contract as part of your contract? Oh, motherfucker, you gonna pay for me some health insurance. It for sure be. It should for sure be it, in your it, contract. It, it, would, it would be if Cass was, was enlightened to the, the fact. You know, I mean, like I it, said, because I wasn't, I, I wasn't either. Like I, I wasn't either. But, but now that they, they got contracts, look here. Now, now that they, yeah. they got contracts, but if or you, you, if you it, slightly bangy, like, bangy, why couldn't the motherfucker? They gonna put it. They gonna put some insurance on your life, nigga. The fuck. Oh yeah, they putting um, they they for sure getting insurance on these on whatever. And I, I mean, you think about it, it really sounds foul. It really does. However. Business is foul. Ain't nothing loving in business. So it's a business ploy, a move. If you spending two million on a situation, unless you just want to give your money away, that's usually investment. The two million, you striving to get four million back. Two you put in plus the two you get back. So if you got a situation out there that you investing in, they go crazy and get the wilding out. Nigga, they looking out for their interest. Like, oh, this nigga done flipped out. You done pull a gun on this nigga, that nigga, and that. They gonna try to knock your head off. I done invested $2 million in your punk ass. Man, I got to go get some insurance because if they knock this nigga head off, that's how they thinking. They're not from the hood, so they're not thinking hood. They're probably never going to think hood. So that's what the fuck is going on. That's crazy. That's crazy as hell that you say that, man. And we got a whole bunch of young brothers losing their life now, man. Like, you know, you just had the little homie from the Migos lost his life. Right, over some dumb shit. Dumb shit. And, you know, you had the... 
the young boy that came out here from Philly, PNB Rock, lost his life. I had real rest in peace to both of those kids, and they, you know, kids, kids, though. I'm thinking, damn, I seen brother, I seen brother, and sometimes I wish I could just hit my little roller decks and just, man, let me get that nigga number real quick. Hey, homie, you talking real whackless. You in L.A., I don't care how hard you are. There's rules out here. And the last thing you want to do is be on the thing. They got ain't niggas, they ain't ain't hard enough. There's somebody hard enough in L.A. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, 
it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. In the era you come from, do you feel responsible? No, I don't. Re- I don't. I don't feel. Respons- you don't feel responsible for the music that was created in our era. As far as what the youth are doing today, do you feel responsible for how that happened? No, I don't. Because Because a lot of of people push the narrative and say that it's because of our musical influence on those youth back in the days is why shit is so fucked up nowadays. No. Because MC8 talked about the hood took him under or drive by Miss Daisy. Yeah, I listened to that shit. I did the hood that took me under cheer. Nigga, I heard you, nigga. I seen all that shit. Nigga, that's my shit. Come give some that. That was my shit. That was my shit, cuz. But no, in all honesty, we got to police ourselves and trying to find a, a scapegoat and a ploy. It was him, it was him. No, it wasn't. That era that we talked about was the Rodney King era. And we really wasn't talking about splatting our homies. We was really splatting. The cops, I'm going to keep it a buck because they was the ones beating us in front of the... So these are the ones we was really... That's where a lot of the tension comes from. It's not a lot of uh, 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 songs that we was making that we was like, go get arms and go out and kill people that look like you. That's not... That wasn't... That wasn't the sentiment. The sentiment was we going to be hard in yard because they trying to knock us down. Mm -hmm. And we never... it was never. It was. I think people get it confused because they not from here. People get it confused because you know, if you would take example of 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 songs that I made, uh, nigga struggling, growing up in the hood, uh, like the hood took me under. I think people get it confused because of the tales we told about the situations of our era. You know, when I made songs like that, I basically wanted to describe anyone in general who grew up like I was that Long up. Beach, Compton, Watts, L.A. Uh, that shit. I, I, I. When I talked about you know 
niggas jumped in the six tray and rolled around the corner and and got into a drive-by is because I'm telling you the scenario of what's happening in my neighborhood. What happens when dudes retaliate? Yeah, you reporting on your community. I'm, I'm reporting. Giving you I their- didn't I didn't, you know, I didn't make songs where I said go to XYZ hood and, and, then, look for, and then look for little doo-doo and then yeah. kill little doo-doo. I, I didn't make songs like, you know, like a lot of the songs nowadays are, you go, they uh, going straight in the Walmart. I'm, I'm, from, all I'm, from, I'm from 88th street, mm-hmm. you know, and Anything. we don't like niggas from, Anything from, that's from, in 88. Yeah, we don't like niggas from 84th Street. And then there's Juju, and then there's little Pookie, and then there's <laughs> little Dodo. And, and then last night we smoked little Dodo and woke And nigga, fuck his girl. Nigga, all, and you fuck your bitch. We, I never died. You know and what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as niggas who claim neighborhoods, you've always had beef. You get me? I don't give a fuck. We had beef with the niggas over there, and you had beef with this neighborhood. Neighborhood, but my songs weren't like, "Hey, niggas in my hood, let's go to that hood over there and let's big. smoke little JoJo and little Wumpty Wump." Then we're gonna run back to the studio, and then I'm gonna get on Video, record, and then and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna talk about my little KK smoke little doo and then we over here and we smoking on little doo packs right now. It's just so aggressive. Yeah, these niggas it's, crazy. It's so man. aggressive. It's a, it's, a, it's it's I think the aggression is just lost. It's just they don't they don't know what a <laughs> have you had a nigga have you had one of these little you know, I probably, you probably done had it. You probably done had it. Like the aggression that people have on social media now, and they'll come in your DMs and they'll be like Oh nigga, oh. Fuck, fuck you still. Oh, he, smoke oh. your ass, nigga. Man, oh, I don't hit all, I don't all that. He'll oh, be, be a nigga from Alaska. Right. About oh nigga, you come to Alaska, nigga. So as you come to but Alaska. You know, what I, you know what I hit him with, my nigga? God bless you, homie. Oh. <laughs> no, I forgot what it was. Why are they so, was, why was, they, why are they so angry? Though? I forgot like, what it was. Some minor shit, and the motherfucker called me and told me, oh. You you hating on Tupac? And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not hating on Pac. I, no, and the fans be re- the, nah, like, and, I'm, and I'm trying the to fans tell be real aggressive nowadays. Just and like it, you say, just like they say when you go to a basketball game or whatever, and the fans just be like, they be ready to fight you. you oh yeah, me? for sure. They talk right. shit to the players. Yeah, it's crazy like the level them. of what. The level of what fans go through nowadays is like crazy because, it, like you said, it 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 just be motherfuckers just be willing to take it to that extra well, level. Well, say you think about it for the first time in history, a person at home is actually able to reach out and get at any and motherfucker have access yeah. to you and your life and what you got going on twenty four no hours a time. day. In no time, whether it's through your Instagram channel, whether it's through your TikTok, whether it's through your Twitter. Then follow your phone and see where you you at. Can you imagine what a motherfucker could have did back in the days if they could have just picked up the phone or something and called Michael or Prince or Ivy Brothers or some shit Do y'all remember this? 
Remember when you leave your house and you had a phone call you wouldn't know until you got back home? Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you the funny thing about nowadays, too. When a nigga tells you. I mean, before voicemail was a step up. Yeah. But a nigga would tell you today, they will actually get mad if they can't get in touch with you. People have so much access to so much. People have too much access. Niggas is spoiled. To where they get mad. Because I had a dude tell me one day, I've been busy. I've been running a lot of stuff going on. Like, almost like upset. Like, man, I called you five times. Why didn't you? Like, Nigga, I, why, why do I have you? to call you back? I don't have to call shit if I don't want to. I loved how I was back in the day because a motherfucker just caught you when they could. No, right. pagers. Them, that was the best shit ever. Beat me. Remember that? Hey, mm. Cal, beat me. Then you ain't got to pick your phone up. You turn that motherfucker up. Oh, hell no. Nah, little smiley face upside down. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'll call that nigga. Then you can get at a motherfucker at your prerogative. People got too much access nowadays. Right. And see, I'm going to tell you. And that's your problem. No, Because you, you, you let a motherfucker all in your yard. Check this out, nigga. That motherfucker ring till it starts smoking. <laughs> you know what it is, though? Eight, two. These fans really feel like motherfuckers is they friends. Like, there's some people that really feel like Tupac is they homeboy. Oh, definitely. Like, and they riding for him. It's some motherfuckers somewhere right now, like, fuck RBX. He said this about Tupac. Or fuck Steel. He said yeah. this and that. You know, they take they act like Tupac is they friend, dog. Like, it's they homeboy. Yeah, and they yeah. know everything about him. They probably don't wrote his mama letters. Yeah. They probably went out and visited the house. The, the cousins, they they support everything, so they really feel like when Glasses did that shit, that Tupac must die shit. We was up at three or four o'clock. We was up to three or four o'clock in the morning in my crib talking about that. I was like, man, you cannot put this record. You can't put this record out with that title on there. I thought somebody was gonna do something to Glasses, dog. I'm mean, cause fans get irate. Yeah, people get we we got crazy emails, dog. Like people talking about, I'm gonna fuck him up when I see him, and yeah. I'm gonna cut him into pieces. Just crazy shit, though. Fans be really irate. Well, with, 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 to with give you to give you an example of how fanatic it, it, it kind of scared me. But I'm built like that. I'm West. When that situation with brother from the uh, from Inglewood, when he went to and he was talking all them Inglewood niggas is weirdos. He got to the concert and they hit him. I was like. That goes back to that aggressive stance that we spoke on. Back in the days we was coming up, we was talking aggressive. We was talking that shit, and shit mm-hmm. used to pop. But right now, with the with the advent of, of the social media and shit, you could be in real time with your enemigos. Nigga, they outside with, well, come on in then, shoot me. The fuck? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. What, what what situation was that? I don't remember. Well, it's 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 just like you said. Fans and people look at you in different lights, and then you have to learn how to avoid uh, a lot of confrontational bullshit. A lot of us, you know, grew up to where you know we felt invincible or nobody could whatever. But but now we older. Yeah, you have to mm-hmm. learn how to you know avoid conflict, de-escalate. And you have to learn how to avoid situations that might put you or your people in harm's way. Because, like you said, there's a lot of irate people, you know, who, you know, you, I like your enemy, you know, or, or, right. or like you said, I love Tupac. There's nothing you can say about Tupac, you know, 
There's, uh, you know, you can fans kill, fans kill celebrities all day. Fanatical John Lennon. I don't give a fuck. John Lennon and the dude that shot him said he loved him. So that that's the position you put yourself in. And that's as, the crazy as far as, about as, right far, as far as being or becoming a celebrity. You dig? He yeah. shot him. I love John Lennon. You know, crazy, right? Motherfuckers crazy. crazy Sometimes he and see a lot of motherfuckers be thinking. Celebrities be on some bullshit like me, bro. I don't even I don't even think people recognize who I am most of the time. I'll be a state of brothers, Lucky's Ralph. I'll just move and groove. People stare at me every now and then. I'm moving too fast to stop and kowtow to the bullshit. Yeah, but great. at the same time, I got to keep my eyes up because like what's the weirdest shit is when a motherfucker know who you are, but you don't know who they are. Yeah, you know, LeBron just broke the scoring record. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, LeBron, just, it, it took right Ohio now. nigga to come out here for the Lakers. Uh, uh, Ohio nigga to come out here for the Lakers to break the NBA scoring record. It don't matter where you from, it's your brother's yeah. shit. Fuck all that, nigga. Yeah. And he represents yeah. the... Still say, nigga, this you know what I'm saying? Still say, he tried. Yeah, he tried. He tried. He tried. He did. Yeah, you tried. He tried. But what he repping, though, cut. Exactly. The Lakers. Exactly. It would have been even sweeter if he'd have been the Cavaliers uniform. I'm, I'm still proud for the brother. No, I'm happy for I'm, the brother. Yeah, I, I like Bron Bron. Bron Bron be out there trying to do exactly, his thing. for sure. He ain't. And you don't he never hear his he name in no bullshit, though. Yeah, man, shout out Some to Bron. Some people don't get caught up in bullshit. Shout out to Bron Breezy. people learn how to avoid bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I think he I'm too big. To learn, I'm trying to be that type of motherfucker. Right. Type, you know Hell yeah. Avoid right. confrontation. Don't get caught up in right. no bullshit. Right, right. nigga mention your name, it's always, it's, it's. Bron Breezy. On a whole nother level. When a nigga mention your name, it's always if you, if it's always speak, positive. And if it's you always speak on my boy, you know talk about the, the the floating pool to go around the house. When you get in the woo wop whoop and you floating and then you just put the button and it just floats you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what the fuck is the woo wop whoop, my nigga? <laughs> HBO is talking about the whoop, whoop, whoop. Hey, 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 my nigga got his own, that, that's that old language shit yeah, around yeah, here. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? My nigga said when you in, in the whoop, 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 wink, wink. You know what I always yeah, do? That's less dry snitching productions. <laughs> when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what I always wanted to ask you, though, dog? How many times was you signed to Dre? To Dre? Yeah. Once. Just the one time. So after you left, once you left death row, right? 
and X. And, and, and I never Dre. signed a death row. Oh, so you never signed a death row? Fuck no. So, or, so Dre, once Dre got his own situation. Contract, they presented me with everything. I said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm not going to be able to do it. Now you understand? That nigga said. You told the niggas no. That nigga said, you wait till left the building and then you told them no. Nah. Nigga, I but wait. they signed. But Snoop signed. So Snoop wanted to sign. He wanted to he sign. He wanted to. I didn't want to. Why you didn't want to? Because I didn't like the way Suge was handling shit. At first, he go my thing. When we was all family, we was all family. When you get to the point where you talking to niggas like, okay, well, my, I'm gonna have my orders come down. They gonna have more your orders. How I many? I'm not your orders, bro. We was just family a minute ago. Now you want to talk back, and the tone became condescending, like you belittling me. Like I'm an mm. artist, like they gonna some bullshit. Did you see the attitude change? Yeah, I seen attitude change. That's why I act like I acted. But I stayed, I'm I'm here to support my cousin Snoop. That's all I gave a fuck about. And they probably already they, they probably said that you was um like cancerous to the situation. Yeah, they huh? said that. Yeah, I was all that, my nigga. I don't care. I was striving for righteousness. And sometimes it it, it ain't always comfortable. Because if I seen you finna run into a motherfucking house that's burning, I'm gonna tell you, ah, nigga, you might not want to put them gasoline pants on. Did you tell Snoop not to sign? Yeah. I told everybody. Nigga, I can say that right here. I say, hey, right now, we pushing the line. We the writers and the and the artists. I say, we gonna hold Dre down. That's gonna I say, but Shook and them can't do what they doing. When they give you that paperwork, you're supposed to be able to have your lawyer look over it to make sure that the thing is correct. It was here signed now. Nigga. And my niggas was thinking, nigga. Shit, I'm finna pay some rent, go get me some dope. <laughs> so they you know what my niggas care? My niggas so say care. Was it a check and text to the contract? Huh? Was it a check and text to the contract? Nigga, it wasn't no check. Nigga, that was, it was a pile of motherfucking hundreds. Yeah? Yeah, nigga. Come over here, sign this paperwork, and get your cha-cha-cha. Niggas get cha-cha-cha, sign that paperwork, and that one, two, three. Slaves giving niggas some some big money? Some thousands. It wasn't no big money. It wasn't no big money. I had that in my car. So you just said no one. Right. And everybody looked at you and said, man, he just trying to fuck up everything. Yeah, RBS, you an asshole. Nigga, take this. <laughs> nigga, take this five thousand. <laughs> take this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said I ain't going for it. And whenever you nigga that don't want to do it for you, all kind of cancers and assholes and all kind of shit. Nigga, you about to be large, nigga. Take yeah, this, you know, nigga, nigga, nigga. Take this forty ounce pack of Newports and yeah, this five thousand. Nigga, 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 look. Um, yeah, I'll <laughs> you on some bullshit. This, this, you the only nigga going against the grain on the family, nigga. This a family, nigga. This the death row family, nigga. Everybody moving and grooving the same kind of way. And while you acting like that, okay, that's what's up. I don't give a fuck what everybody doing. Was you there in the beginning? Yeah. What happened to the situation with 3-2 and Big Mike? Nigga, they was on. What happened? Well, through all the shit that we was going through, 
We was broke too. Right? Everybody was broke. Bro. They was so out here living they, in the but they, but they was out here. Right, right, right. And um it was probably about a week before them, about a week and a half before the money. Because they was the jump off. Big Mike and 3T was supposed to be the jump off for Death Row. Right before the money popped, Lord 3-2 got kind of restless. Big Mike kind of wanted to hang on for another week. He was like, man, we doing it. Lord was like, man, fuck this. I'm out of here, big baby. <laughs> 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 that's that's my nigga. my nigga. That's my nigga right there. I'm right. out three of here, bitch. That's the piece of my nigga, three, three, two. Two. Big baby. <laughs> big baby, I'm out this bitch, big baby. Big baby, I'm out of here, big baby. RBS, I love you to death, big baby, but I got to go on back to H-Town, big baby. These niggas ain't trying to play it. And I'm like, I know, my nigga. We was we was barely making it, you know. I was going up to the studio on the 60, Long Beach Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Mom stayed by Hopping Park. Mm-hmm. I used to hop on a boo boo boo, we slide through. Then I had to slide through Boulevard. That that mm-hmm. you know, Greenleaf, Greenleaf, right there. That that apartment, yeah. They ain't like insane since twenties. Well, they knew was I was on that bus. That bus would have got disassembled. Yeah. And I rode over there a couple of times, nigga. It'd be gang about 15, 16, 17 CC riders, maybe 10 old hoods. Mm. Oh, it's about 40 niggas over there. And I'm from the east side in the wrong area. Every day, I had to get my bus, woo, 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 and be up there putting the chronic in. You know, niggas was laughing at me. Thinking it wasn't ever gonna work. Why the fuck is she going up there on the bus? For some strange reason, I said, oh, maybe we're gonna make it. I didn't know we was gonna make it or not. I just knew that was something to do other than just hanging out, mm-hmm. going and hang out with the and homies. And the nigga working with Dr. Dre. Yeah, I thought that was better. Better than just hanging and out. When you kids, same shit with me. Everything was the hood. Everything was the hood. Yeah. Everything I'm talking about from the time you wake up in the morning, you oh. go to the hood, you're hanging out. Yeah, you really be feeling like this is life. Like, like, That's some real shit. This is life for Yo. us. You know what I'm saying? Niggas gonna sell a couple of little crack pieces. We gonna piece that up part. on some. We gonna piece Anything, up. You gonna, gonna always get a, some forties and shit. Nigga always so, get a double up two hundred. When you when you like the same shit happened for me when I met slipping them, and I got introduced to the studio. And nigga, I would go over there. Niggas get to turning on shit and hitting buttons. And there's the microphone and there's the beats going. It was just something that just like you try. Like I tried to like hood, 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 but it just got to turning because I'm like, man, niggas over here ain't doing nothing. There. We we no. Nigga, and it's eight, of us, no it's eight of us on the block. I was. We all got packs. And nigga, ain't but one car coming at a time. So we yeah, all man. trying to hit the car at once. And then look, no, look, look at my shit. No, look at my shit. Let me tell you, let me tell you my shit. Let me tell you where that went down the worst at. Santa Fe. <clears throat> oh, Santa Fe, back by them back apartments, by the post office. office. Niggas are coming, throw their whole store in your car. And we used to yeah. drive off. 
Like, A lot of us had mamas still in the house. It was morals and bad balls. You weren't doing the shit they do in that day. Like I tell motherfuckers, you had no hope of nothing else. Right. This is it right here. This it, right? So when you latched on to that, niggas at the studio, you go to that motherfucker once and that bug catch you. And And then then, you get, you know, you doing one check and you get one real check. I I didn't get no check. I was I was just fascinated. Check. Coming from the block, I was fascinated to go to the studio and see the shit develop. Like like you said, it was another interest from. I'm gonna go to the block today and hang. And out what else? Right. Know, it, that was the routine. My so day. now it's like I'm going to slip house. This mm-hmm. nigga my turntables and he DJing and Nick and then and then. He knew rappers, you get me? Mm-hmm. So I'm coming over a little banged out nigga trying to see what's... And nigga, it's actual rappers walking in. And they making songs and getting on the mic. And I'm sitting there interested. Like It was another interest. And that's what turned. You know what I'm saying? And and, and you had hood niggas like... Nigga, I start showing up to the hood. Usually it was Trag New Park sweatshirts. And, and then now, you know, I'm wearing... Compton's most wanted shit and rap right. shit. Niggas is like, what Brandon. the fuck is that shit? I'm branding where's myself. Where's your neighborhood shit? Where's the, where's, with, with why nobody. you got CMW on your shirt? Why you ain't got Trag New on your shirt? But then, it the same news. But, but listen, shit. I remember that. And then all of a sudden, they see a motherfucking movie come on and they see eight, they hear eight songs like, don't nobody say yeah, like cheer. That's eight. All that shit start happening. Then you start transforming the the street shit to track news and the whoop wah whoop for Compton more like this nigga starting to brand yourself. Cousins get big. I remember. I remember when you was funking with 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 Cub. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, they funking. Black tone, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Quick, my nigga. You was my nigga, remember? Right, every time I said, I ride through, every country kill every rapper except eight. I said, this is back in the day. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. I get to, I get to, I'm at All Star, getting some dating, fixed or something. All of a sudden, I get rolled down on by like eight niggas for what? Yeah, nigga. Ain't you that nigga? What nigga? The nigga RBX. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I'm RBS. Yeah, nigga, you say you were, uh, you were smashed every whopper in, in, in Compton except Aiden. And what's, what you say about Watts? I said, nigga, I smashed, nigga, and I told him the whole, nigga, it was a rap verse, homie. Yeah, it niggas was, took shit personal. I said, it was yeah. a rap verse, homie. We in the street now. What's That's happening? That's when we used South Central, got smoked like smash. When got smoked like, bruh. Mm-hmm. And we was on the block, nigga. Watch niggas, we wouldn't. Just so happens, a couple of the wife niggas like the way I held myself. They just don't give a fuck about what you're saying. It's how you hold yourself. That's it. If you run, if you tuck your tail and get the acting, then you probably going to get to a shindig with these niggas. But I stood up. Nigga, nigga, it was a rap. Nigga, I was talking about some rap shit, my nigga. I'm from East Long Beach, cuz. 
They said, oh, that nigga ain't tripping like that. Be that nigga alone. But that's how it really was. But that's when, that's why it's good to have morals and backbones. Yeah, you were talking some shit, though. You said, in Inglewood, I'll cause a bloody bash. The South Central <laughs> got smoked like some ash. <laughs> I remember that shit. I said, yeah, damn, this nigga was, talking real yeah, crazy. Yeah, he was fucking niggas up. <laughs> That nigga said I'll flash every nigga in country. And that's all I knew. That was just me being me. That's that nigga that used to have to ride the motherfucking 60 to 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 Hollywood every day. And but y'all was really out there battling niggas from every neighborhood yeah, like nigga, that back yeah, then. Yeah, nigga didn't have to get corrupt and all of Yeah, didn't have to get, had to make sure uh, when I'm in the studio that I got, I got to watch the clock because at 12... 40 is the last bus going my way. So I got to be on that last bus leaving Hollywood going downtown L.A. And if I miss that, then I'm walking from downtown L.A. to Long Beach. Oh, and that could be ugly. Oh, you <laughs> see my hand? That was downtown L.A. Cut from here. God damn. It get ugly. Right. So niggas always talk about this rap shit. I mean, it might be sweet for some other niggas, but it was really rough. <laughs> we was really out there. Niggas was really getting cut and shot and shit. So, fuck it. It was going down. So, don't, so when you see me push up in the Maybach or something, don't think, oh, that nigga lucky because his folks looked out. Nigga, my folks, they looked out for shit. Nigga, I pushed my line on the block. Nigga, you better find out. Man, well, we appreciate you falling through again. It's all good. We appreciate it's all you. good, man. It was fun coming through hard at my nickels. For sure. You did. Next time it's gonna be a feat. I'm gonna have to have you call my agent. We finna go Hollywood. See how niggas do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a feat. <laughs> I'm gonna have niggas get at my agent. For sure. For sure. For sure. That nigga X say, nigga, I'm charging fees next time. Nigga, I know what to do. I know what it is. I know what it do. No, and y'all know what to do out there, man. Make sure y'all smash that like button, man. Plus subscribe or Bless. whatever the fuck is on, man. We appreciate you. We out of here. We'll see you next week. We out. Cheer. Cheer. Well, that concludes another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. Be sure to download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles podcast. For Apple users, find a purple mic on the front of your screen, subscribe to the show, leave a comment and rating. Executive producers for the Gangster Chronicles podcast are Norman Steele, James McDonald, and Aaron MCA Tyler. Our visual media director is Brian Wyatt, and our audio editor is Taylor Hayes. The Gangster Chronicles is a production of iHeartMedia Network and the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.